And MLM Rebel is a new breed of network marketer, smarter, truly independent, and free. MLM Rebels wage war against the soul-sucking corporate world and against networkers who would rather preserve doctrine than helping people get results. MLM Rebels recognize when the world changes and changes with it. MLM Rebels don't believe in duplicating things that no longer work and would rather work without a safety net than within the confines of one. MLM Rebels are only involved in opportunities that give everyone an equal playing field instead of a top-heavy one. We don't care about the sacred cows of MLM, we don't care about the industry, and we do not care about the way it's always been done. We care about people following their gut. We care about people being able to quit their jobs now. We care about people being with their family instead of their boss every day. We care about people being with their family instead of their team all day. We care about people living free. We believe a truly free networker has multiple streams of income. We believe a truly free networker's creativity isn't shackled by their company's contract. We believe a truly free network marketer actually knows how to market and that they run their business like a real business. MLM Rebels prioritize faith, family, business, sacrifice sacred cows, build their own empires, never rebel against each other, and change the world. MLM Rebels know they are not confined by doctrine, not stifled by the past, and know they are one business away. My name is Zach Spear, and welcome to MLM Rebels. Hey, what's up, everyone? Hope you're having an awesome day. And it's been a little bit since I have uh, made a podcast, but here with you now. Yeah. I am actually hobbling on one leg. I am walking a little slowly, but um, I I was skating or skateboarding and uh, jacked my ankle really, really bad. So um, for those of you that don't know, I imagine most of you do not, I, uh, I didn't play like regular sports in high school. I grew up uh, through like middle school and high school um, skating, skateboarding, and um uh, at a competitive level and, uh, and really, really enjoyed it. So that was my sport. So like, you know, uh, ramps and half pipes and stair sets and rails and all these different things. And, um, there was a, uh, there's a little kind of little kid in our neighborhood. He's, uh, I think he's like 12 or something. And he was starting to learn how to skate. And, um, so I was just kind of messing around with him and, you know, kind of helping him out a little bit. And I got loosened up and, you know, the next day I went out by myself and I was like, man, I'm like, I might, I might still have some stuff, right? So I start, I start doing some stuff and start busting out some, some fairly, fairly good tricks. And I was like, man, I'm like pretty proud of myself, right? So they started getting pretty good, and I'm like, man, I'm gonna go get my camera. So I go, you know, get my camera because you know most of the footage of me skating is like, you know, there's not a whole lot of it when you, you know, because it's all, none of it's digital. It's all on like real tapes, and so only about one sixty seconds total of like cut together stuff made it digitally um made it to the digital world so everything else is like stuck on tape somewhere and i don't know where they're at so there's very little footage of me actually skating and so i was like well, this would be kind of cool right so i go out and get my camera set it up and then with five minutes later i just like basically snapped my ankle and uh heard this massive crack and i was like oh crap i like literally broke my ankle and it hurt excruciatingly bad i've done this to both ankles like twice this is now the third time on my right ankle and, uh, and, uh, I thought, I thought this thing might be broken. So I just kneeled over in agonizing pain and started praying over it. And, uh, the no bone was broken. Every tendon was perfect. Every ligament was perfect. And, um, went to the next day to the, uh, well, first of all, I'm like, you know, basically miniature wailing and, uh, actually came out and, uh, mind you, she's 37 weeks pregnant. So she's very pregnant and she comes out with like a bag of frozen hash browns to put on my ankle, goes to the neighbor's house, picks up some, some, some cold packs and stuff. Cause our, we don't have any, 
<laughs> and then a little bit later, the neighbors bring over crutches and a cane. And so I'm like hobbling around. But the next day I go to the get an x-ray done. And, uh, you know, on first glance, the doctor's like, I don't think it's broken, man. And, um, and it turns out it's not. And, uh, anyway, it's, it's seven days later. So I'm, I'm literally about, about 168 hours ago right now, I was outside skating, uh, about to, about to do this. And so, um, yeah, feeling pretty good now. I'm for the first few days, I couldn't put a single ounce of weight on it. Um, over the first day, the second day I was starting to put a little weight on it. And, uh, yesterday I walked pretty much the entire day with a cane. So I was able to graduate from the crutches to a cane, uh, like an old man actually lasts every time I walk today, we went back to the office. Um, and, uh, so I'm on crutches right now, although I can basically walk, I can walk unassisted. It's just very slow. Um, and, uh, so I'm, I have my crutches to speed things up a little bit. I would imagine within two days or so, I probably should be walking, you know, normally like normal looking, just really slow, right? So anyway, that's been uh, that's been my uh, physical experience over the past couple of days, which has been pretty hilarious, actually. So something that's been on my mind recently is getting the positive attention of of your upline, and um, you know. Any, all of us as downline, we want the positive attention of an upline, right? Um, because that, that relationship can bring us all kinds of things. Like it can bring us um, coaching. It can bring us uh, uh, into really favorable positions depending on what we want to do. You know, if we want to be speaking on stage or something at our company events, having a relationship, a good relationship with a big upline is, is extremely helpful because they have the pull there, right? Or depending on what kind of situation you're in, you know, if they sponsor a really big leader and they need a place to put it and you know, you're the person that comes to their mind, that's a really good thing. Um, and like, again, like if we want coaching or assistance, like I want my name to be the first person that my upline responds to. And the reason I'm bringing this up is because, um, you know, we were benefited big time by having a really, really good mentor for a long time in, in, in our first network marketing company on how to treat an upline. And as a result, we had a team that treated us really well because we, because we were taught how to treat our upline well. And to be totally fair, I don't know if I would have treated my upline properly had I not been taught. So a lot of people just aren't taught right how to like, how to treat a coach because they've never really had a coach that, that they should treat right. And honestly, this is is probably the way that you should treat people in general, but a lot of us aren't taught how to treat people right. Like we don't really know what that means. We think that treating someone right means always being honest. And while honesty is a central pillar, it doesn't mean that you always say everything that's on your mind. So there's, there's these different pillars on treating people right and treating your upline right and treating your downline right, right? Well, a lot of us think like, oh, I just got to treat my downline right. And I can basically just like kind of, you know, give crap to my upline, like crap sandwiches. And while you can get away with that more, you know, you can hand your upline crap sandwiches more often than you can hand your downline ones because your downline will quit. They're generally weaker mentally than you are. If you hand your downline crap sandwiches, we know that that's a bad idea because we, we don't want them to leave. But we think like, oh, it's not my responsibility to keep my upline in. So I can basically say whatever I want to them. And you can do whatever you want, right? We can all do whatever we want. <clears throat> but I can tell you um, a few different things. Like, we've got people on our team that treat us really, really well. And I know their names. And when they pop up in my feed, like, I'll, you know, in my, like, one of my messaging platforms, I'll I'll look for their names first. And I'll click on them and, and answer them first. And honestly, the people that aren't in that category, like, I will answer them. But it might take days or weeks. 
because it's like every single time it's like this mental exertion process. Like I have to gear up to see what they might say. And um, that's not a position that, you know, I want to be in with my upline. Like I don't want my upline to see my name and be like, oh, this is going to be a problem. Like this is going to take me a lot of mental energy to listen to this or respond to this. So I'm not going to do this right now. I'll maybe do this later. I don't want to be in that position. I want the very first time that we're very, when my name is popped up in my upline's feed or on their phone, I want them to be like, oh, cool. Thank God Zach texted me, right? That he reached out to me. Man, cool. I can't wait to see what he's doing. Like, that's what I want because I want all that favor um, from them. And so, you know, we've like, and the reason I'm bringing this up is because we've got people on our team, not a lot of them. There's just a few of them. And recently they've kind of fed us some of those crap sandwiches, but yet they need way more from us than what we need from them. And in fact, you know, I wouldn't even notice if they were on the team or not from a financial perspective. And it's like, okay, I, am I going to take, you know, am I going to take 10 minutes of my life and listen to this message and then probably have to spend another 45 minutes undoing the anger that they invoke and then give a response. And then the end of that response is that I've just given an answer to someone that I don't really know if I want to work with anyway. Like, is that what I want to do? Not really. Okay. So I might not do that right now. Right. So, uh, when that kind of stuff happens, that's like a a litmus test for me. Like, okay, what did I, did, did I not coach or teach something correctly to get this person to respond this way? And that's the first thing is like, what did I do incorrectly to lead this person in the wrong way so that they think that is a smart thing to do. And if I recognize that, okay, maybe I've done everything I could now, now I might have a problem child. And me personally, I'm just not in a position anymore in my life. I, I'm, I don't deal with problem children. You know, someone causes me mental anguish really just two times, three times, like I'm, I'm done. You know, I'm, I, I, I care too much about my mental sanity. I love my wife and the rest of my life too much to let this person, you know, pee in my Cheerios. So I want to give you a few notes on coming correct to an upline. And really all this is, is basic level respect. Okay. So the first thing is always assume that your upline has your best interest in mind. And this is actually the same for your downline too, as you talk to your downline, you know, you, you want to position your communication, um, in a way that you are assuming that your the person you're speaking with has the best interest in mind and you give them the benefit of the doubt. Doesn't necessarily mean that you don't voice the other options, right? As if you didn't, if they didn't have your best interest, but you just, you come from that perspective that they have, you assume they have your best interest in mind because they probably do. They're just not thinking clearly. So, the second thing is you sandwich your communication. So whenever you need to say something potentially negative or corrective, you sandwich it with two compliments, right? So, you know, you, you start things off in a positive way. You give someone a compliment in some capacity then you bring up the tough subject and then you sandwich it with another positive framed comment or uh, statement of some kind. It's called a sandwich, sandwich of communication. And most people do this well with their downline, but you have to remember that you should start doing this well with your upline. You've only got one, two, three, four, five upline, but you're going to have tens of thousands of downlines. So if that is the mathematical formula, who should you, if you had to prioritize who you should treat with more respect, not that either one should have more, but if you had to prioritize, which one would get more? The upline or the downline? Well, based on that equation, probably your upline. I am, um, 
again, not able to say this because I'm smart. I'm only able to say this because we had really good teaching and I it took me a long time to learn this, to be totally frank with you. But I'm really excited to say that, like, I know for a fact, because I've been told many times that, like, I am one of our upline's best friends. And whenever I send a message, like, because he said that to me multiple times and Ashley, whenever my name pops up on his phone, I know that if his phone is near him, I'm getting the response probably first. You know, maybe his significant other, maybe his kids, but then it's me. And I, I like that, right? I, and I, I did, we've done that on purpose. We've treated them, even in cases where we haven't been treated right, we've always treated them right. There's one other upline above that. And um, same thing, right? Coming correct, coming with respect, coming with legitimate requests, never asking them to do something for us unless we had a proposed solution. Um, you know, making their lives easier, not saying things, what can I do for you, but just doing things that we know would be helpful through research. So when we do these things, you know, I've been you know, told through multiple different channels that, you know, that there's only one other upline aside from, we only have two upline in our company. And, um, the one I was just mentioning, um, you know, we've been told through multiple different channels that of the top, you know, three people that this person pays attention to, we're one of those three. And I'm again, not blowing smoke up my rear, um, or sunshine up my rear because I want to do that because I'm cool. I want to just let you know that like, I did this really wrong for a long time. You guys, um, in fact, I had to get corrected many, many times by my old upline on how to come correct to upline. Um, Not necessarily to him, but to other parts of the upline. And of course, he was part of that category. But because of him and me and him teaching me and me finally learning and finally listening, it took me a long time, it took me years, to be honest with you. I'm able to now have a really good relationship with my upline, be as it were, some of their favorites, right? And have a lot of that favor that comes with it. And it comes from treating those relationships with the highest level of respect. You know, if someone says, what do you, like, what business relationships do you value more business-wise? Do you value people on your team or people in your upline? From a business perspective, I would choose the upline from a business standpoint. Doesn't necessarily, like, I could have a, you know, I could have my best friend in in my downline, right? Like, like my very best friend on the history of the in the history of the world. I could have my entire wedding party in my downline. Now, I could be better friends with people in my downline, but from a business perspective, it makes more business sense to have a better business relationship with people in my upline. And that means assuming the best, coming out of things with a high level of respect, a sandwich approach, and I the way I always view it. And again, you don't have to view it this way, but the way I view it is this upline has more to offer me than I have to offer them. That's, and it may or may not be true, but that's just the way I choose to view it. And if I choose to view it that way, that changes my tonalities, my frame of reference, the way I speak. It changes everything so that I come at things with a unspoken communication that I revere this person. And when you revere someone, what do they reciprocate back? right? They reciprocate honor, they reciprocate favor. And so anyway, this has been very clear to me recently 
um, with just a few people. It's just, you know, one, two, nothing major. But a couple people that I either haven't done a good job with or or they're just problem children, one of the two. But either way, it's happened recently. And it's made me think, okay, I need to make sure that I'm doing a good job communicating what I was taught um, so that I'm not like, you know, blaming you know, a couple people, a couple bad apples, you know, for something that's my issue, right? Um, so I want to just kind of share that with you that, you know, as I'm recognizing that I might need to do a better job teaching this, as, you know, I'm reaping a few of these kind of bad apples, uh, making sure that you don't as much as you possibly can. Now, no matter what, you're always going to have a few bad apples. When you get a big team, you're always going to have a few idiots, and that's just the way it is, right? And no big deal. It happens. It's a law of math. It's a numbers game. Um, but, it's good to have as least uh, as little of them as possible. So anyway, with that, hopefully this made sense. Hopefully you found value in this. If you did, leave a review and a rating down below on the, on the show. Uh, for those of you that have been following the progress of the lead wheel, man, we are probably a week or two away. I am excited. Um, really, really excited. So for those of you that have been interested in that, uh, whew, it's coming, man. It is coming. I am pumped. All right. Talk to you guys soon. Thank mm-hmm. you.